Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block. East Strick here and Austin Orman. And to the blockheads that are there, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. We thank you to the streamers as well as the texters on the Solder Hammond text line. We appreciate you. 402-464-5685. We are in the middle of the second half of the show. We thank all of our sponsors, Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. And joining us right now on the stream, stream yard, stream line, is Cedric Sabalas. All-star and former dunk champion, my friend. Thank you, Sed, for joining us on the block today. How you doing, my friend? Oh, so great. Good to see you, bro, bro. Yes, man. Yes, man. It's been a busy it's been a busy week for you. There's a lot going on right now. Uh in in the trade, <laughs> the trade deadline. Have you seen the trade said, be honest now? You've been around it for a long time, working in organizations as well as working for organizations. Have you seen a trade deadline just this hectic and and, and this crazy at this time? Yeah, this last minute. I don't think it has been uh, this many trades and, and functions going on. I think, uh, you know, especially the caliber of players. There's always some back, some back room t- type of trades when it comes to picks, when it comes to uh, players that are not really significant to your chances of, on winning right now. Uh, it's usually, you know, towards down the line. But this, is, this has been crazy. Uh, and, I mean, down to the last wire, I mean, 10 – five minutes to go before the deadline. They got trades going on. I mean, Gary Payton's the second got traded uh, with, I think, three minutes left to go. Wow. That's absolutely crazy. And see, I didn't even pick that up because we're on the show. But um, the Wild Wild West has become the Wild Wild West. Uh, Basically, the East shipped everything that's strong from that side of of the Mississippi over to the Western side of things. And there's three teams that you've happened to play for uh, throughout your career, career, one that we shared together and uh, the Phoenix Suns as well as the Lakers. Uh, Let's start with the the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks were able to acquire uh, in a trade Kyrie Irving. Obviously, Luka Doncic has been injured at this point, so this trade definitely means something for the Dallas Mavericks. Obviously, um, you know, what you were able to give up didn't kill you. I thought it was murder, she wrote, robbery. But at the end of the day, Kyrie did perform and allowed them to get a win with the Clippers last night. And so how do you view that trade for the Dallas Mavericks? Does it make sense? Does it help Luka? Does it make Luka want to stay a Maverick now that he's gotten some help like Kyrie Irving? Yeah, I mean, it, it is murder, she wrote, if if this summer doesn't work out for the Mavericks. I mean, you give up Dorian Finney-Smith, you sign him for a long-term deal, and he was so consistent. One of the more consistent defensive and offensive players that you had on your roster. Uh, when it comes to Dinwiddie, obviously he's going to be a, a road guy who's going to bounce because of the way he scores uh, and how he can help uh, project the team. They were expecting him to be a dominant number two all-star for that team, but that just did not happen from the days where he was in Brooklyn. So great job, you know, for Brooklyn getting him back uh, in a situation. Obviously, you got him back for cheaper, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Kyrie Irving, obviously, you know, the best ball handler in the game, uh, uh, so dynamic, uh, 
can get you shots. They had problems getting shots with the double and triple team with Luka Doncic. Uh, they won't have that. Even if you double and triple team Kyrie, he has a way to get in, uh, through there. But if he doesn't sign, I mean, he is a, a free as a bird this summer. If he doesn't sign with them, they're not going to have been, uh, uh, like you said, murder she wrote for the Mavericks. If they need to get him locked in. Uh, you know, th- this is a task that they're, they're going to really have to consider. Uh, but they want to go for the, the, the championship and they want to go for it now. You got to think. They weren't considering, if you know, Phoenix to to, to bounce back right. uh, with this trade. I mean, they tried to get KD in the summertime uh, through that way, but that didn't happen. But you know, they were gearing up to try to make a run for it at uh, Denver. Uh, and at this point, you know that that that's probably was their biggest obstacle. Memphis is pretty good, but uh, I don't I don't think their chemistry is really set to a point to make them a championship contender. Well stated. Well stated. Let's let's move over to the Lakers. Uh, obviously, shout out to LeBron James in in. Uh, Overtaking the captain as far as um, you know the 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 career points uh, scored big day in L.A. for that uh, a lot of people showed up tickets they were saying almost sixty grand to try to get in the building um, that was a team where it all started for you you know being an L.A. guy down there at Cal State Fullerton shout out to uh, Latrell Rysell Jr. getting busy down there uh, for Cal State right now um, but 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 let's let's take a look at at the Lakers. Um, we didn't think anything could happen for the Lakers. And, and look, Palenka pulled off a magic trick in not only moving Westbrook, but also being able to get De- uh, D'Angelo Russell and multiple guys that can stroke that ball and shoot. That's what they needed, some shooting. Tell us about the trade, how that helps LeBron. Does it help him to stay another few years? And, and how does it look for the Lakers and what they were able to do? Outside well, of AD and his face, the way he was <laughs> looking at he Statistically won. wise, I know the outside uh, ball player is looking like, how do you get rid of uh, Mr. Triple Double? Well, uh, when you got LeBron James on your team and you have AD, that's a post-up guy and a ball-dominant guy. Uh, you need players that, that need to stand in the corner, need to sit and, sit and wait for the basketball to come. And Russell Westbrook was just not that. Even though he played great coming off this new role off of the bench when he didn't have players that were ball dominant uh, on the floor, it just did not make a good fit for him. And, that, and that's when they come up with that term, it's not enough basketballs to, to, to have it. And that's what was going on. Uh, a little bit too many too many antics for me as far as Russell. I mean, uh, but but talented-wise, he needs his own team. And now uh, I don't know if he stays in, in Utah. They might be a buy out there with moving him to the Clippers. Uh, but n- not only Russell uh, being a great shooter and, and coming back to the Lakers, uh, but he he can't he doesn't need the basketball to do what he does, and that's the most important thing. And in another dark horse trade that they got, they got Mobamba. They got yeah, Mobamba I did from, see that uh, move from Orlando, and that is huge uh, to be alongside Anthony Davis, a guy who can move, who can hit that that open fifteen to twenty mm-hmm. footer, stretch the defense a little, and also he he knows his role. He knows he's not a star in this league as of yet. He has a possibility to be, but he's not a star in this league, so he's going to crash and defend to make his way onto the floor for Coach Darwinham. Uh absolutely. Do, do does does this does this trade? And being Russell, and then we'll move on to the uh, to Phoenix. Um, does this trade in any way, you know, five teams in five years? How do you view Russell Westbrook's legacy? Do you see him as a top seventy-five guy, top hundred guy? Where do you view him in his legacy uh, when it's all said and done? Well, he's done things that I think two other humans have ever done, and maybe, and it may be. 
Wilt Chamberlain and then maybe Oscar Robinson. I mean, maybe either of those two. I'm not sure if Wilt has done it or not. But, I mean, you got to put him up there. Uh, whether he mm-hmm. cracks the top 100 that comes back out or the 75 or um, – it just determines on who's voting because you you know you took you 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 know Dominique Wilkins doesn't make the top fifty like how does he not make the top fifty these are questions that you just are unsure of of why mm-hmm. and uh, but bouncing from team to team I I, I think he's an emotional person I, I think like I said the antics are just a little bit too much for for being your caliber of of a, of a star because uh, you're you know he's up there and, and and he has to you know it's ways that you can, can conduct yourself and 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 but he's going to be talented he needs his own squad so even moving over to the clippers they they got rid of all their point guards uh yeah for, eric gordon got moved yeah mm-hmm. yeah maybe a possibility of getting russell but and that may be something that they could do and there's another team that that he he could be ball dominant in uh, Kawhi doesn't need it but only five seconds. Paul George only needed for five seconds. They don't need to have the ball all the time to be effective. Oh uh, yeah, I absolutely love, and that's why I could see it too. I, I said the same thing prior to you coming. I said we we went through the list, said and just kind of went down and looked at different teams and tried to figure out where where if they do get a buyout, where where could he fit? And it ultimately came down to what you said. I think Tehran is the type of coach that could handle that type of um, you know the 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 type of uh, uh, persona that he brings to a locker room and so forth and so on. But I, 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 I really just couldn't see him being any, anywhere else except probably there. Let's move over to Phoenix, though, real quick uh, before we take a break. And if we can just hold you a little bit after that segment just to kind of touch some other NBA stuff oh, yeah. uh, if you're available. So um, now we move over to the Phoenix Suns. You happen to go and be present with the, um, the, the new owner. Is it Ishbia? How do you pronounce it? Ishbia. Yeah. Yeah. Ishbia. Um, and and got a chance to see him coming in. It seems as if he was ready to get going, you know, running with you know, soon as he touched ground in the building, ready to make something happen, was able to pull off a coup and land uh, Kevin Durant and bring him to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, when everybody and their mama thought Phoenix was starting to flounder, you know, you don't know what Chris Paul, how his body's going to be able to hold up. You've got DeAndre Aiden. You've had some great young pieces. They were able to move them out, get some resources, get some, get you know, some picks and some bodies, but ultimately get KD. How do you feel about KD coming? How do you feel about how this team can come together? Is there going to be some conflict in styles? by the way that KD plays and the way that Booker plays? Or what about depth? They don't have as much depth now, so does injuries play a part? Tell us you know, your thoughts about that. Well, James Jones uh, um, tried to make this trade happen um, in the summertime. Uh, so for, before Matt even was uh, considered to be uh, one of the owners, even before they even, you know, um, Sarver even put the team up for sale, they were trying to get this done. Uh, with it getting done and the pieces that they let go, uh, obviously Cam Johnson, a young talent, Mikael Bridges, a young talent, uh, it's, it's going to be hurting because that was their defensive prowess. They set their tone with those two uh, being active. Uh, Crowder, uh, you know, hadn't been with the team all season, and he was their best defender. That's why, you know, they would lose some games when they play against superstars because they couldn't have nobody to stop him. Uh, he's moved on to Brooklyn and Brooklyn all the way to to Milwaukee, which is a great a great gift for Crowder. KD solidifies all that garbage and that mayhem that's going on. Uh, and and when I say garbage and mayhem, 
uh, you maximize a contract with Booker. Is he's a star? Then you go get uh, and excuse me, a super max with 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 Brooke Booker. Then you get a max contract uh, with Aiden. Is he the star? Uh, you you have Chris Paul, the the longtime All Star. Is he the star of this team? You got two players and 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 Bridges and 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 Johnson. Are are they the star of the team? It was so much confusion of what's going on. KD solidifies that. Nobody on this team is better than KD. He is their number one option, and in order for them to win, they're going to have to go through KD. Now, as far as the style of play, Booker and KD are both twos and threes. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Booker can play some point as well as KD can play some point, but they don't need the basketball, the ISO to score. They both can come off screens. They both can set picks and roll. Uh, they're both they're both uh, movable. They can all both stand in the corner and knock down shots. Mm. Uh, it just makes it a, the life a lot easier. You talked about the the health of Chris Paul. It helps that this helps him out a lot. One two dribble kick to KD on one side, Booker on another side is unbelievable. And where do you double? Right, do you double off of Chris Paul because Chris Paul is a set shooter, three point shooter. He can knock Mid-range. that down, and he also can draw the defense in mm. for a lob uh, for Aiton. Uh, I, I thought another in, in, in coincidence from new uh, that they acquired from the Indiana Pacers, uh, they brought T.J. Warren back yeah, uh, yeah. to Phoenix. Uh, he is a score anyway guy. Mm-hmm. So you you add that and 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 Corey has been playing well for him defensive wise. Uh, uh, camp campaign. If you get him back healthy, if you need to slow somebody down because of Chris Paul's legs are too, you know, you get a good point guard and Curry, you got to chase around. It's going to be difficult for Paul. But I, I think the nucleus wise, it doesn't look name wise deep on that bench. Uh, but it, it all depends on foul trouble and health. That sounds good. Listen, said we're going to take a quick break, and then I want to come back and talk about how you view the Western Conference now. Listen, Denver still. Uh, is relevant. They're still leading the charge. But I want to talk a little bit about now what this means for the Western Conference and the trouble that it means for those in the top four. I mean, anybody down there below now, you're looking at Golden State and all these. We'll talk a little bit more about that type of stuff because they're teams that you may not want to see if you're coming out of playing games to find those type of teams looking up at you when you get through it. We'll talk right back after the break. This is 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. On the block with Sensabalas. We'll be right back after this.